Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black moustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. That deluxe walk-up music can mean only one thing, our deluxe baseball guest, Mark Gonzalez. Hey, Gonzo. I'm still getting over the Chip Diller reference. If there's a Chip Diller in this cast of characters, who is Kent Dorfman? Yeah, well, um, I would say the chairman. He's There's, there's a physical resemblance to <laughs> Kent Dorfman. Oh, oh boy. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and had the car cut up and like that. So flounder, yeah, I guess he was. Oh. Chip or we could segue to Hogan's Heroes. Who's Sergeant Schultz? I know nothing. Well, that's pretty much the whole organization. They know nothing. Well, you know, as long as we're talking about it, when you watch this, and I know you have such an interest in college sports, and you you know the the lengths that agents, college agents, pro football teams, college football teams go to to keep tabs on guys. What's the extent comparatively that baseball teams do? Because the White Sox sure look like they could have they could have used a host of private investigators. Compare and contrast, Conzo. There's a comparison that, that people probably aren't gonna like when I mention the person's name, but I was at an obscure college game about fifteen years ago, and in the crowd was a, a member or a, an employee of the Boris Corporation. And so next time I saw Scott, I said, uh, hey, uh well, he really covered this thing thoroughly. I saw one of your your uh, your cohorts at at a baseball game. I didn't think I'd see any anybody there. And he just said, "Well, that that's their job. I would hope that you know we scout better than the big league teams." And I think in the case of of vetting and background checks, you want an organization that's going to take the extra step and and go deeper than 
MLB security. And I, and I strongly feel that way because, you know, talent's talent. We, we all can recognize who's, who can do what, who has shortcomings. But if you have somebody with a flaw, I mean, to me, that's why you have red flags and, and, and you tend to stay away from people. Now, you're going to take risks at time. Everybody might have some kind of risk, depending on what kind of degree you vision. But um, bottom line is you got to go beyond the call of duty, especially now with social media and all that, what's out there. Uh, it behooves you to have top, top security. And one more thing, I wouldn't have named who, who they rely on to, to uh, vet uh, perspective uh, acquisitions because, you know, what's a uh, visiting player supposed to do, tip the clubhouse guy more in order to stand in good favor? I mean, come on. Anyway, what do you mean you would have you would have named you would have named what who? No, I wouldn't have named they. You know, Rick Hahn went on the name. You know, we we talked to you know oh, uh, oh. former players and all that and clubhouse guys. I mean, the clubhouse guys are under enough scrutiny and and, and have to uh, attend to fifty members of traveling parties. I wouldn't have mentioned any of those guys, especially the clubhouse guys who already have one of the toughest jobs in baseball and look like look like spies, right? Oh, because they're exactly. built. They're built exactly. into these. Yeah. Exactly. And, and front offices have enough spies in clubhouses these days. He's Mark Gonzalez, the deluxe baseball guest. He is joining me on the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Gonzo is anywhere from Associated Press to the Sun-Times, Baseball America, and baseball itself. Gonzo has some new rules coming up. You'll see them in, in the spring training games, which will for me anyways, would make spring training much more interesting. So the pitch clock, what's going to happen and what are your thoughts on it? Oh, boy, I think this is going to be a bigger issue initially than people think. I watched five college games yesterday and three of them, there was a big issue with uh, guys taking more time, whether to deliver uh, the pitch or I want more time at the plate. And so I think, especially for the batters that have routines that step out, fix their gloves, they're going to have an, a little issue with this, and it behooves them to, to adjust right away, as well as the pitchers um, who, you know, get the ball, throw it, step off the mound, circle around the mound. Their their thought process is going to have to be accelerated quite a bit. Joey Votto was saying, I don't care. You give me 10 seconds, I'll be there. You give me a minute, I can do that in a minute, too. Whatever you got, I'll be there. I'll be ready to hit. I don't need all the time. Is, is what one of the best hitters in the game is saying. So he's adjusted already. And we always hear players complaining about every new rule, and then they they eventually adjust as long as, as it's enforced. And what you were talking about in the college game, it did not seem to be consistently enforced. Did I read that right? Did I hear you right? No, it was enforced. It's just that players were taken aback initially. Like, wow, you're calling that a ball because I didn't throw enough time or um, – you know, I didn't get in the box quick enough, so it's a strike. That that sort of thing, where um, it was enforced. And I think it's you know, if if these college players are having some issues with it, then I think uh, who's to say the, the the big league players who are more established and have routines uh, can adjust quicker? It's it's going to be a, a fascinating issue in spring training and a tough one for the umpires who already have enough on the plate. So the the. Minor leaguers who have played under the, the this this pitch clock was tested in the minors, and the minor leaguers who are now up in major league camp have been quoted in various camps as saying they were they were 
stunned by it. They were blaming failures on the clock. I've just, this is not, I can't do this. This is, it's all the clock's fault. It's all, and eventually by the end of the year, they got used to it and games were cut by a half an hour, which is significant. So we're going to give players the, we know they're going to bitch about it and then we know they're going to adjust, right? Isn't that the history of most of these rules? Except for the Bach, because nobody understands the Bach. Yeah, I think, I think, you're, you're spot on there that eventually they'll adjust and they have to. And I think that, uh, you know, the clock will help uh, dictate this and, and hopefully accelerate the adjustment period. So the lack of shift, the, 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 the borders you cannot cross, the, the iron curtains of where the infielders can and cannot stand – what are what do you think of that, and how is that going to change, help, or not have much to do with the game? Kind of uh, torn on that one. I always uh, appreciated when a guy like Anthony Rizzo would would beat the shift, especially against the Pirates, who were like one of the first uh, shift heavy team. <laughs> shift heavy team. No, no, I I appreciated what he used to do. He, you know, they they send you know half the team or like seventy five percent of the team to the to the right side and Anthony would poke the ball, to the left center in the gap and, and, and just foil the strategy. And you kind of, kind of an art that's going to be, might be lost a little bit, but you know, at the same time, a lot of left-handed hitters were getting robbed by the shift. So um, as far as defense in it, uh, it's, I think you're going to see more athleticism, which the Cubs think they've addressed. And I think it, it can't hurt them uh, from a defensive standpoint, but uh it's kind of kind of be neat to see these dead red uh, left-handed pull hitters get back to doing what they, what they're known to do. So, um, just kind of curious to see how that's policed. But I think there's only uh, so much defenses can do. And, and the other thing too is that the offense can uh, can uh, appeal if they think a team is is moving too quickly to another side. They can appeal. They can they can stop the game and say, wait. Measure him. We 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 want to bring out the chains. We we want. <laughs> is it going to be marked on the field? You can't go. Don't go past here. No no no. Or is it going to be? Is it going to be like a a um a an invisible fence around? <laughs> you keep, yeah, keep your dog in your yard. Yeah, they can challenge on replay and all that, and be be fascinating to see how how they they measure it if there's some kind of uh, laser a device they use, but I'm curious to see how many teams actually say, Hey, we got an issue here. Let's look at it. Wow. They're trying to make the game more appealing to fans and they're giving more replays. There's more options for replays, which will just fans will just go, no, we didn't come here for this. I don't want to see this. Perfect. That's so MLB. So the, the infield restrictions Place an emphasis, as you said, on athleticism. My guest here is Mark Gonzalez. He is my deluxe baseball guest here on The Score. And as you mentioned, the Cubs and Cubs Spring Training Talk on The Score is sponsored by Sloan, official water efficiency partner of the Chicago Cubs. Swanson and Horner are shortstop moving to second base. Placing an emphasis on athleticism and defense in general is where the Cubs are headed. So this is this seems to be the way to combat it. The Cubs seem to be the most over the top team about addressing placing an emphasis on defense at whatever the cost of offense may or may not be. This is the way 
they're headed. We're going to combat this kind of these kind of restrictions by just getting either the fastest guys or the most athletic guys, all the Aussie Smith wannabes we can find. Is that how this goes? It's a fascinating concept because they, I, they believe they did really improve their defense, but there are two, you know, asterisks next to that. Um, can the pitchers induce contact on the ground so these guys have a better chance of getting to the balls? Because if they don't, they don't do their thing. Um, this thing goes down the tube because you know it's it's putting a lot of pressure on the pitchers, starting pitchers especially, uh, just making sure they induce whether it be soft contact or contact on the ground with these guys with a better chance of getting the ball. And the other thing, too, is um, they said they were going to address power. And we all know that power in the first two months at Wrigley Field is, is almost non-existent because of the weather conditions. Now, they have some guys with a uh, history of some power, but they're coming off subpar years, too. So keep that in mind, whether – you know, Bellinger can get back to close to a, you know, a semblance of his MP, MVP year or, you know, Man, Mancini, if he can get back to what he was doing in Baltimore a few years back, um, those sort of things. And, and Suzuki too, who I think is, is the key to the offense this year, you know, a second year in the States now, how he adjusts. Um, those are big factors because, you know, uh, other than defense, a pitcher's best friend is, is a lead. And they didn't, they didn't uh, really distance themselves in a lot of games. They played a lot of tight games because, uh, a large part because they didn't give uh, the pitchers uh, a margin for error in terms of uh, ample run support. They also didn't have swing and miss pitchers. True, and that yeah, that, and that goes back to you know my my theory on how the the pitchers uh, got as as good as they were at times last year. Got to do a better job of inducing soft contact or getting hit on the ground. So, how do you think this affects a White Sox team that didn't care much about defense anyways and doesn't care much about base running? The Cubs weren't a – the Cubs knew how to run the bases, but the White Sox don't. And if you're going to be – if this is going to open up the game in some ways, you need to be a smarter base-running team and, and more aggressive. You need to have a – probably take a different approach. How will that affect a team that doesn't care about catching the ball and doesn't care about keeping their heads up on the bases? Well, I didn't think the Cubs were the greatest base-running team either, and David Ross pointed that out. Uh Oh. at the end of the year that they weren't, you know, they were more close to the Jack Clark school base running. But uh, <laughs> I think the White Sox, the White Sox were in, were in agreement on that. It was just uh, embarrassing and appalling. It was like, you know, they had three and a half weeks of spring training. It looked like they had maybe a few days based, based on the way they failed to execute uh, precise, uh, astute base running. It just wasn't there. And I don't, I, I just think that's going to be one area that has to get better just because, um, it has to. It can't. I don't think it can get much worse than it was last year. But uh, you know, once again, uh, it's going to be a, a big key for them because I think with all these guys coming off bad years, you can't expect all of them to rebound. It just doesn't happen. And a few guys, yeah, it could happen, but can't expect it. It's just like injuries. You can start, have the best starting eight out there, but. Um, can you expect them to play 140 games? It just doesn't happen with all eight spots. You're going to have injuries, and that's where depth comes in. So, so um, they're going to have to have a lot of things go right for them to compete. What is it? My guest is Mark Gonzalez, my deluxe baseball guest here. You can read him in the Sun Times, Associated Press, Baseball America. He's all things baseball. That's what makes him a deluxe baseball guest. 
What is it, and, and you've seen other situations like this, maybe there's a comparison. When you have an outfield, you're the White Sox, you have an outfielder like Aloy Jimenez. He can't play the outfield. It was almost as bad as like when Frank Thomas couldn't play first. You didn't want him to play first. And for a while, he balked at it. And Eloy is balking at it. And Eloy's acting like they're not going to talk to him. Don't you dare talk to me. I'm going to have my glove. I'm going to go play. In fact, I'm going to play right field. If you And I'm thinking, if boy, we thought he was bad and left. Imagine what's going to happen to right and all he does is get hurt. How have... How do you deal with this other than I mean, the Ozzie Guillen way? And Ozzie said it on this radio station. Um, you're not playing the outfield. Now, you go learn how to be a DH. And there are certain guys it takes a while to do that. But who? What? what's the model for this? What's the blueprint for this? And the White Sox talk about communication, and they don't seem to be communicating with a guy who's a liability, a self-inflicted liability. Well, I think they are communicating with him. It's just that it hasn't uh, checked in his head. And I'm glad you mentioned Ozzie Guillen because I remember in 2007, um, you know, they thought about using Jim Tomey, who was the DH, using that first. But, um, you know, you put him out there one or two times and he was sore and then he couldn't even DH. And uh, your body gets in a, in a rhythm routine of where you're going to play all the time. And I remember Ozzie talking about this and he was spot on that, you know, you can't, Sometimes you can't expect a guy to, to go out there and play a position for, for more than two games because of the soreness. Your body gets in a routine where, you know, you're, you're used to doing playing one position all the time with few exceptions. And I think in the case of Aloy and his, in his leg history, uh, it'd behoove him just, just to be the DH and maybe uh, play one game at most a week in the field because, you know, we've seen he's, he's been injury prone and if he can make, 140 starts at DH. I think you're you're onto something there, where he he can put up some some impressive numbers. I, I think you have to understand being a team player because this sounds like a me first kind of guy, and and there's always a there's always a stripe of being that kind of me first kind of guy. Could be interpreted that way as being selfish. It's also a guy who's being confident, and you want your players confident. Um, I don't know where how self awareness gets shaped into this, but I don't th- think the White Sox do themselves any good by letting this dangle. Yeah, I, I just think some of it, too, may be the fact that he hates being labeled as a as a offense-only guy at such a young age, and I think he wants to dismiss that. But, but I mean, the evidence is there that he's been challenged when he's played the outfield. Yeah, well, you can get labeled as a patient, too. And it's probably better to be a one-way player than, than to be on a gurney somewhere, pre-op yeah. or post-op. So, anyways, before I let you go, Gonzo, I got, I got, I wondered who this guy would be, if anybody, who would be the Steve Traxel of the pitch clock era, the guy who absolutely can't adjust. Is there anybody named that jumps out? Oh, not at this time, but boy, in the day, you had guys that really really labored out on the flip side Joe McEwing when he was at the plate and played for the Cardinals and Mets he used to take forever because he'd always be playing with his batting gloves stepping mm-hmm. out stepping back in and all that you know Nomar, Nomar Garcia Parra was another but on the mound uh boy it's tough to beat Traxel and I wonder if John Lester could adapt to this hmm Lester was hmm. a guy he took his time Lester was a guy who took his time especially holding runners on you, you maybe it's felt like more than 20 seconds. I never actually timed him, 
the guy who couldn't throw to first, could Lester? Le- Lester's a pro. He's a Hall of Famer. He was a terrific, a terrific number one. He was exactly who you wanted to follow, and yet he seemed to. And maybe because he what didn't face these restrictions, um, we never saw how adaptable he was. But what do you think? You watched him. You I, I think he would have figured it out because. You know, remember that first game against the Cardinals where they ran wild on them in yeah. 2015, and then all of a sudden, with the help of Wilson, they figured it out pretty well. And I think they did. They took a lot of big steps toward, you know, addressing uh, the opponent's running game, and I think he would be adaptable to this. I really do think so. Okay, so running game, and you bring up Wilson Contreras, Wilson Contreras, now now in St. Louis, and it, it's if the pit, if the the umpire, the robot umps come in next year. What? How big a mistake is this? Will the running game? Will it? Will base stealing step up? And then his arm absent from the Cubs. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply become even more acute or how does that play out his absence play out for the Cubs oh I, I worry about it a bit quite a bit from the uh, from the offensive side I really do because right now I mean between what they got back to they have guys that that call a really good game throw okay but the offense equivalent would be Fran Healy it's uh, <laughs> really 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 going to be tough Sad. but but uh, I, I just think Wilson, especially if the robot umps come in, with his ability to, to, to stop a running game, uh, really will stand out for the Cardinals. Gonzo, thanks. Thanks for being a – for another deluxe performance. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for remembering me. <laughs> Mark Gonzalez.
Sometimes a Associated Press, Baseball America, right here on score. Um, baseball lost a um, lost a legendary character, really, an announcer who was at once the best and then became Captain Obvious. And there are moments to discuss with the passing of Tim McCarver, and uh, we will we will do that here on. Saturday Suckage. I'm Stevie Suckage. And Sean, has our audience checked in on the web poll? They have. Right now, I believe, last time I checked. Okay, yeah. first of all, uh, tell. let's reset the web poll for people joining us. I, my rapper name is Chance the Rabbi, but should I change it to Dr. Dreidel? And Dr. Dreidel is winning 57% right now. So is that like three votes to two? We actually got 144 votes. We got more votes on this than we did last week. See? Yeah, they're into the Dr. Dreidel thing. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. So where do they go, Sean? 6139 now. Where do they go? Where uh, do they 670thescore.com. Or uh, at 670thescore Twitter. At 670. At 670thescore Twitter on the Twitter machine. And then you can vote for Chance the Rabbi or Dr. Dreidel. Stevie Suckage coming back, and we've got some sound and stories and and stuff to go on. Tim McCarver, Tim McCarver wasn't always the Captain Obvious. Um, had a talk with Al Michaels about him, and it became it became what announcers, what analysts should have been. So we'll share all that, and there'll be other nonsense. Saturday Suckage, of course, Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the score. This guy sucks. <laughs> it's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Welcome and welcome back. Stevie Suckage here on Saturday Suckage. What were the odds of that? Be here till 2 o'clock. We still to come. We will talk uh, to James Boyd of The Athletic. We will talk. He covers the Colts for The Athletic. We'll talk Bears, Colts, trade talk, what do you believe, which is pretty much nothing? What do you need to happen? Well, we need to talk about it. That's why. And how much the Colts need a quarterback? What do the Bears think about the quarterback they have? And stuff like that. Jim Mercer, the owner, what is he really saying? What's, do you need a Dakota ring or no? Is it that obvious? So we'll do that. Cultural zeitgeist. It's a big week for, for Rebels. Got some news from the Wake and Bake Club. Pot sales uh, during the Super Bowl because you can't just have TV ratings, right? You got to have pot ratings. You got to have pot numbers, and we'll do that. And it was a commercial that aired during the Super Bowl that we should have seen. We didn't I'll tell you about that. But for now, I want to call your attention to the scores, Twitter. The Twitter account, at 670 the score. we have a web poll running for our audience, and our audience can vote. Do I, change, do I keep my rap name, Chance the Rabbi, or change it to Dr. Dreidel? Sean, where are we on this? So you've got 62% that are saying you should be Dr. Dreidel. Ooh, wow, Purim's coming up. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll do that. <clears throat> this week... Uh, Tim McCarver passed away. He was, he was, as this microphone falls, he was mocked horribly 
at the end of his broadcast career. And he had a long broadcast career, Cardinals, Mets, Yankees, nationally. From Al Michaels to Joe Buck, he was always in your ear on baseball, and he was he was eventually going to wear the, the name on his back of his jersey of Captain Obvious. Tim McCarver was a smart guy. He was a funny guy. Tim McCarver could... It, <laughs> Once at, once said about Steve Carlton, he goes, wow, he's really a lucky pitcher. He he manages to face the face hitters when they're having their worst day. He was just mocking this whole idea. So Tim McCarver had a really good sense of humor, and he was a sharp guy. And you go back to he and Al Michaels, and you could see a change in the way, and this would affect a maybe every baseball broadcast going forward. And I talked to Al Michaels about it one time, and I said, there's something changed there. And Al said, in leading Tim McCarver to become more about, more analytical, to more, more descriptive, to put you in, in uniform or in the game or in the position, Al Michaels did more than just call balls and strikes. He would stay, he would be in a sense, Captain Obvious. He would, he would give you the stuff that you're used to hearing from analysts so that the analyst, in this case Tim McCarver, could go deeper, could, be, could give you a greater explanation, a different explanation, teach you something. And I think it affected every baseball broadcast going forward. And McCarver was terrific to listen to. With, with Al Michaels, you had one, you know, the sportscaster of a, of a generation there voice of a generation now, Michaels, and he's smart enough to know this broadcast can go further, this analyst can go further, and that's what happened with Tim McCarver. And he was then became known as Captain Obvious. What was indisputable and had a quite the Steve Stoneness about him when you when you listen to an analyst and you want to learn something or have insight to the game, something you didn't think about, something to help you appreciate it, there's no greater show than the World Series. There's no bigger show than that. There is no greater time than when the Yankees are in it because the Yankees are just bigger than life. And there's nothing more important than Mariano being on the mound. And here it was, 2001, Mariano Rivera against the Diamondbacks, Game 7. And McCarver is doing what every analyst probably could only dream of doing. The one problem is Rivera throws inside the left-handers. Left-handers get a lot of broken bat hits in the shallow outfield. The shallow part of the outfield. That's the danger in bringing the infield in with a guy like Rivera on the mound. Florida, center field. The Diamondbacks are world champions. Tim McCarver called it. Rivera, Luis Gonzalez, a left-handed hitter. Off the fist, dunking into center field, into left field, something that 
Had Jeter played at normal depth, probably could have caught. And that is one of the all-time great calls. That's what an analyst should be and should do. And you hear it. We get spoiled here, frankly, with Steve Stone. He's just wonderful. He's spectacular in, in telling you what, what this is how it could, this is how it should, this is what you're going to see, this is what you should see. And there's McCarver doing it on the most prominent stage baseball has at the most prominent moment against its greatest fran- with its greatest franchise participating in the greatest reliever of all time. I mean, that's just this, the, the confluence of all those things. That's terrific. Tim McCarver was being Tim McCarver there. So I wanted to, this is also part of McCarver's passing. This comes from Cubs legend, Daniel Descalso. He also played for the Cardinals. But Cubs legend Daniel Descalso on the passing of Tim McCarver tweeted out this story. This McCarver did Cardinals games, of course. Tim McCarver mispronounced my my last name a couple times, and I told him my grandmother wasn't happy with him. He asked for her number, called her to apologize, and had a nice conversation with her. She got a kick out of it. And he always asked me about her after that. R.I.P. Tim. That's Daniel Descalso <laughs> talking about <laughs> Tim McCarver calling his grandmother to apologize for mispronouncing her grandson's name. That's so cool. Yep. I love that. I love that story. So that's that. We have more stuff coming up. Why don't we get an update, Sean, on our rap name web poll at 670 the score on our twitter page do i keep chance the rabbi do i change to dr dreidel what what's what does our audience say so we're at 161 votes right now you're at 62 percent are saying dr dreidel 38 percent are saying chance the rabbi (laughs) this is i i thought this would be a little closer man because i i like chance the rabbi but dr dreidel is is winning a lot of people over yeah well you know in advance of purim when you know purim's coming that's that's good so you know what we can't i can't get enough of just the 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 kind of the clown the the uh how do i say this the complete lack of awareness of the most expensive player the bulls have ever had we're going to do that after this. I'm sorry, but this is Saturday Suckage after all. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. I think Donkey Kong is the best game ever. Donkey Kong sucks. You know something? You suck. It's Saturday Suckage on 670, the score in Odyssey Station. We got to stop beating ourselves. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a recurring theme. Um, I think 1 through 15, you know, the guys are obviously tired of losing and the miscues, uh, especially in games that we're, that we're leading. So find a way to, uh, you know, hold on to it and then just continue to compete. You don't expect to, you know, we got to find some, some way, somehow. Um, obviously, we're a game or two out of, you know, the playing right now and, you know, just try to go day by day, game by game and see who's working there. And Zach Levine, $215 billion man. For the Bulls, saying guys are tired of losing. Well, apparently not. And they're not tired of finding new ways to lose. You can lose at the trading deadline. 
They first came after the trading deadline when everybody just exhales and go, oh, thank God I didn't get moved. Well, so I can play like crap now. And <clears throat> so there you see mental and emotional strength of Kleenex of this team. And then the last game of this six-game stretch, the Bulls would lose all of them in the process blowing a 20-point lead one of the games. Again, wouldn't be the first time they did that. The Bulls just decided, well, we don't need to play. This is going to be an all-star break. We don't need to play. We're going away. So let me just hit the button here. I mean, this this team is just the tensile strength of Kleenex. So I hit the Sim Lottery button, and Indiana has a first pick. The Bulls would end up in the eighth spot, which would go to Orlando. Let me hit the Sim Lottery button at Tankathon again. Yeah, that's even worse. That's ninth. But if the Bulls finish in the top four, it's top four protected, the trade for Vooch, the pick for Nikola Vucevic. But that was Zach Levine we heard. <clears throat> Go back to December 18th for a moment, will you? Can we travel back in time? Until we band together and start helping each other, you're not going to see a different result. The result that night was the Minnesota Timberwolves scored 150 points December 18th against Zach Levine's Bulls. You can't ask your team for effort every night. Why? You can't. You should have effort. That's the first thing we have to bring. But you don't. You weren't bringing it at first, and you're not bringing it at the end. That's why you're choking away so many leads, Zach. It's just inconsistent. Guys in here are talking. We're trying to be leaders. How would Zach Levine know anything about leadership? How would he know anything about Leadership. You paid the most money, and you seem the most lost. You don't know how to play defense. What exactly, and here was a key question asked by Cody Westerland after they lost their sixth straight game to a Bucks team that lost Giannis for most of the game, didn't have Middleton or Portis at all. Here's Zach Levine, alleged leader. I mean, something isn't working, obviously. Um, it's, you know, some games were really good, some days were bad, and it's that that's once again the consistency factor of you know figuring out what our identity is and what we're going to each and every game. Um, even if guys are in and out of the lineup, you see some teams that have um, consistency with what they do. They have an identity. I think that's something that we you know we're still trying to figure out in these last couple of years. Obviously, we changed our offense a little bit last year, or this this year from last year, but it's no excuse with the type of talent that we have on the team. Your identity is Lonzo Ball's post-surgical gown with his backside showing. That's your identity, Zach. Your identity actually is Zach Levine. I said this before. I will reiterate this. Your your identity is Zach Levine. You're just going to try to shoot. You're not going to play defense. You're not going to make guys around you better. That's your Bulls identity, Zach Levine. And that's why, since Lonzo Ball got hurt, this is a sub-500 team. Uh, a sub-500 team considerably bad, considerably weak mentally and emotionally, but Arturis Karnishevis needs more time to figure it out. We're just going to evaluate these players. We don't know. It'll show us the last 26, 28, 20 games. Right. Which is why Karnishevis is Lithuanian for Garpax. 312-644-6767 is the number. Wow, talk about a blast over in the pastel. Let me take you back. Stan in Bellwood. Stan in Bellwood calling the score. How about that? Hey, How you. How about that? 
All I had to How do was bring man? up. Long time I just, no talk. I just brought up Tim McCarver, and that got you on the horn, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, he's another Captain Obvious. That's something we share. We both have in common. I had to give you a call. Hey, um, seriously though, Rosie, um, I, I was in the car. I've been listening uh, to you, you know, for the last hour, hour and a half. And your, you know, I hate to take you away from your uh, interrupt your train of thought here, uh, you know, with the Bulls. But your conversation with uh, Mark Gonzalez resonated with me, and I couldn't wait to get home uh, to call to discuss the state of the White Sox with you. I hope you don't mind. No, I'm here for it. All right, good. Uh, Because, I, you know, first of all, uh, I'm stunned that Eloy doesn't understand that he doesn't belong in the outfield or that he's not going to be playing left field. You would think that, you know, the the lights should have gone on when they signed Benintendi. So, uh, I mean, the White Sox should have sold Eloy's glove on eBay during the winter, (laughs) and he should be permanently anchored to the bench. Um, You know, I've been arguing with Matt Spiegel on this, uh, you know, for the last couple years. Um, You know, Eloy is not just a bad outfielder. He's a clod. Uh, He exercises poor judgment. And more importantly, you know, he's a menace to other guys out there, too. I mean, we have enough trouble keeping uh, T.A. and Luis Robert upright as it is. We can't have Eloy out there playing, complicating the situation any more than that. So he needs to take a seat and keep quiet and keep swinging that bat. But the bigger picture here. Uh, for me, is that I, I am truly disgusted and baffled um, at the lack of urgency on the White Sox's part and their approach uh, toward the team this year. They haven't even fixed or addressed the problems that they went in the last year with. Mm-hmm. They don't have a defensive caddy for uh, Grandall. Uh, they don't have a second baseman. Um, they don't have protection. You know, I'm all for giving uh, Oscar Colas a shot, but if he doesn't pan out, they have no protection there. Um, Clevenger, you know, if he does pitch for the White Sox this year, even if he's good, it's not an upgrade to the rotation because essentially all he is is a replacement for Johnny Cueto, who's gone. I do like the Benintendi signing. I understand that they have to get uh, both Eloy and Vaughn out of the outfield. That's good. But that means Abreu is gone. You can't hang your hat on him. He's a move-the-needle guy. Benintendi isn't. So uh, I put my money where my mouth is. Uh, the, the total, and I know you all you like to talk about Vegas and the betting activity, <laughs> the, the number on the White Sox is 83. I don't see them as any better than they were last year. I've already bet the under. I have no expectations or confidence that they're going to uh, surpass that uh, or be any better than they were last year, like I said. Uh, and what's worse, you know, after, after uh, this – off-season activity, seeing what all these teams did, all of the uh, players that have changed teams, all of the money that was spent, I really don't see the White Sox as any better 
been made, you know, I've, you know, evaluated the teams and crunched the numbers. And after seeing who's gone where, uh, I think that they're no better than the eighth or ninth best team in the American League. There are three teams in the West that I see is clearly better than the White Sox. I love what uh, the Texas Rangers did. They upgraded his manager and improved themselves at two or three different positions, uh, brought in uh, DeGrom. Uh, There's certainly one team in the Central that's clearly better and more than likely two, and four teams in the American League East that's better. And I include the Orioles because the Orioles last year, head-to-head against the White Sox, matched them at every opportunity and proved that they were a better team and on the come up. I don't see it with the White Sox at all this year. And there's just no room for hope or confidence. I mean, I, and I'm, I'm, as I said, to, to start the conversation, what really baffles me is their approach. You know, they, uh, Rick Hahn evidently thinks that the Benetton signing was enough and they're improved. And they didn't even address the problems that they went in the last year with. I don't get it. I, they, they fall, they've fallen in love with this team. And the White, they're, the White Sox are a mediocre team in a weak division. I don't get their thinking. And I, I just had to vent. You know, I, tell I me hope, where I'm wrong. I hope you feel better. Do you feel better, Stan? I want you to feel Well, I'm getting it all off my chest. Yeah, I do feel better. I'll and be, I wanted I'll, to say hello to you because I haven't talked to you in so long. It's been great. You're welcome anytime. You can do radiotherapy here. I'm here for you, Stan. Thanks. Well, I will. Thank you. All right. It's, it's Stan from Bellwood. And long, score legend. Score caller legend. And he's right. They haven't caught up with last week, last year's problems, and they come into this year with the same problems, only it's even worse. It's not the manager. It's a man of despicable allegations. So we'll take a break. And when we come back on Saturday suckage, we'll see if we can work a trade with the Colts for the Bears. I don't know if we'll trade our quarterback or if we'll trade our pick, but we'll see if we can work a trade. Stevie Suckage here on Saturday Suckage. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.